Welcome to the official TSS podcast, Keep It Simple, where we sit down every week to discuss anything and everything under the sun that has to do with personal finance. And we try to keep it simple, of course. I'm Soap, the content writer for TSS. And I'm Pris, the graphic designer for TSS. And we'll be your host for this podcast. Hey guys, it's Soap from TSS with another podcast episode uh, just for you guys. Um, I mean, before I begin, I think I really just want to thank everyone for like tuning in and listening to me and Pris, you know, talk your ears off um, and, and to listen to our voices for like, you know, half an hour at a time and stuff like that. Uh, your support really means a lot to us. And uh, yeah, so that's pretty much what I wanted to say. Um, and at the time of uh, recording this particular episode, we are actually two days out of the circuit breaker period. Which means you made it! And so did I. <laughs> My god. Um, and today's episode is very much about what has happened to us for the last two months. Now that, you know, most of us have moved our our offices to the bedrooms. Or more like, you know, we've converted most of our bedrooms or living rooms into home offices. Because, you know, of the work from home directive. Because of like, you know, COVID and stuff like that. And uh, what I really want to talk about today is, you know, it's partly also me reflecting on my last two months uh, in terms of finance and and what I want to talk about really is how working from home has affected my spending behavior and how, you know, probably it's also affected your spending behavior as well. So just to give like some context and background information, before working from home, my budget uh, was pretty simplistic, actually. There wasn't, there weren't a lot of things that that I spent on a, apart from the usual stuff, you know, like eating out, um, cooking at home. So that's groceries, subscriptions that I pay. Uh, I'm paying for Spotify, uh, family subscription, and Netflix. Uh, I also pay for transport, uh, which, you know, I think everyone pays for it. I pay rent and also my phone bills. So that's pre-COVID soap, okay? Uh, and now, you know, two months later, and who would have thought we would be here two months later like this? This is like, you know, somebody in the writer's room probably thought, yeah, let's throw them a curveball and just put everyone at home and see how they deal with it. So how has my spending changed during this work from home period? Uh, how has my budget evolved or devolved? I don't know. So... Remember how is it? I was paying for transport before work from home, before COVID and all that. I would spend uh, on average about a hundred dollars on transport. I take you know the bus, the train, but right now I'm spending nothing on transport because I don't actually go anywhere. And even if I do go anywhere, I'm just using my legs to walk around because I just gotta get out of the house and move, you know. So for the last two months, I've been saving around a hundred dollars a month. But we'll touch on that later, on where that money has gone and if I've really actually saved it. I'm also spending more on food. It's a mix between tapawing food from the coffee shop nearby or ordering food off Food Panda. And I'm not actually cooking. And I know you might be, you know, thinking like, so you work for TSS, what the heck are you doing? Why aren't you cooking? Why aren't you making use of, you know, your limbs and the kitchen that you have in your home? And... You know, I just want to say that I totally agree with you. I, I should be cooking, but the place I'm at right now, it restricts my use of the kitchen. So unfortunately, as much as I want to, as often as I entertain dreams 
of hosting my own MasterChef show in the kitchen, making it big on YouTube and stuff like that. So I can't save money by cooking, even though I know how to cook. It just be like that sometimes. So yeah. The next thing I'm spending more on is actually entertainment, but work from home edition. I'm spending more on video games and sometimes once in a while I rent a movie to watch and that means that I'm spending way more money in the entertainment like uh, category. Or maybe I should say I'm spending the money differently. So you might be thinking what entertainment was like for you and for me pre-COVID. For me, it was usually just going out with my friends, my loved ones, after work. Entertainment was mostly spent outside, not at home, spent in the company of those that, you know, I want to be with. But now I've been working from home for the last two months and there's no urgent need to really go anywhere physically because, I mean, social gatherings are still not allowed. Even in the first phase of a safer Singapore, which... I'm not going to say what <laughs> the acronym is, but y'all know. So yeah, so in phase one, we're still not allowed to go out. And my social activities always involve friends. Um, as much as I want to say I'm a homebody, I'm an introvert, I like to be alone. You know, I feel like I actually don't deep down inside. And that's something that I've come to realize now that I've been stuck at home for the last two months. But I will say that entertainment last time for me still involved like playing games. It's not like I just started aggressively playing games now that I had nowhere to go. No, I've always been a gamer and um, my consumption of these games have like sped up like exponentially. <laughs> like where I would have spent maybe, you know, three months finishing a game like The Witcher 3. I took three weeks to finish the main storyline and a whole chunk of like, you know, secondary quests and stuff. And finishing a, such a big game like that in such a short amount of time, unfortunately, it necessitated the purchase of the next game. And yes, it is necessary because I'm going crazy. If I don't have anything to do, I will die. Um, <laughs> so what actually happened was that I'm finishing games faster and I'm buying them at a faster rate than I usually would pre-work from home. And the next game I bought was Dark Souls 3. And if I'm going to be honest, and I will be honest, <laughs> I'm, I haven't even touched that game, but I'm thinking of buying another game afterwards. Like, it's the latest Star Wars game, okay? And and before you start like saying, like, oh my god, Soap is addicted to games, no, I'm not. And I also want to you know mention that I think just as Circuit Breaker began, or just a little bit before that, Everyone started purchasing like Nintendo Switches and I think the console actually ran out of stock at some point because a friend of mine tried to buy it and she was like, oh my god, so like, it's out of stock everywhere, what do I do? And I was like, you just gotta wait, man, there's nothing much to do. And on that note, I'm pretty sure that I'm not the only one who is leaning really hard into games. Like, I mean, are you on Animal Crossing? Don't lie, I, you probably are, you've probably turned your island into like some metropolis. As a random side note, I've spent like nearly 200 hours on Animal Crossing, but I digress. <laughs> That's entertainment for you. Definitely more spending in that category for me. And another area that I'm channeling a lot more money into is actually something I've never spent on this much before. And it's buying gifts, but I'm buying gifts for my friends, you know, for their birthdays and even for no reason at all. Actually, it's like... I'm pretty trigger happy when it comes to uh, sending surprises to, to my friends. But of course, sometimes I ruin the surprise by asking for the addresses. But anyway, y you might be wondering why, or maybe you already know the reason why. And basically my reason is because I'm trying to maintain and preserve 
the social connections that I treasure because now, remember how I said I used to go out with my friends all the time before I work from home? Yeah, so now it's a totally different story and, you know, before this, I never actually knew how much I prized and prioritized the chance to be physically present, you know, with somebody that I loved or like a friend or whatever. You know, I might even go so far as to say it's it's probably something we've all taken for granted. You know, now the absence of this person is like, it's it's so undeniable. And um, I do miss my friends. I miss them. I don't think, you know, I was prepared for how much I'm going to miss them. At first, when the work from home thing started, I was like, yeah, you know what? This is fine. I got it. I've, I'm used to staying at home most of the time, you know, unless there's a compelling reason to go out. But that's really not the case, you know. So how I've been dealing with it is I'm sending... I've been sending flowers for the last, I think, two months um, to a bunch of people. And it's not just, you know, limited to, like, my Singaporean friends, okay? I've been sending flowers to even a friend in Shanghai, a friend in the United Kingdom. And as much as that's interesting to me, on the other hand, I think it's not that surprising. I mean, now we're in a time of, like, isolation and quarantine. I can't help but understand the depth of the connections that mean something to me. And I think that's how I'm dealing and coping with it, by sending flowers. Yeah. And uh, another last category that I'm spending more in, um, so basically I'm spending on new hobbies, which is like tending to plants. And I think a lot of us have suddenly become gardeners or chefs or bakers. That's something I've noticed, uh, not just, you know, among my own circle of friends, but on social media as well. So... Yeah, I'm buying gardening tools, I'm buying soil for my little kids, my green children, and that's definitely more money spent. Although I must say that the spending here is minimal, because it's not that expensive, to be honest. Yeah. So, now that, you know, you guys have, like, a really intimate understanding of where my money is going, um, and I hope nobody uses it against me, because, come on guys. I think that looking at my budget, for this month, for the last two months as well, I can make the conclusion that I think I'm not necessarily spending more than I usually do. And what I mean by that is I'm probably not like dipping into any savings or running out of money because what's actually happening is that, uh, remember what I mentioned about my transport money? So it's $100 that I'm saving, but I think I'm actually redirecting these savings, the, the $100, into these new spending categories that I just talked about. And I think it's actually almost like a one-to-one match. So uh, let's take the month of May, for example. So I spent $100 on transport. But now that I do not need transport, where did the $100 go? They actually went straight to flowers. And uh, I will explain because like um, the flowers that I bought last month for my two friends totaled to... God, I hope they don't listen to this episode. <laughs> they totaled to uh, uh, the amount of $90, okay? Because uh, the, you know, the currency rate... So things are twice as expensive in the UK, right? So that's already nearly $100 spent on flowers. So yeah, I'd say I'm matching up. That's where my transport money is going. This month in June, let's see. I spent on flowers again for two friends. And that totaled to $70. And also, I spent an additional 25 on games. I bought the Witcher DLCs. Okay, so y- you see what I mean? I'm proving my own point. I'm finishing the games too fast and... 
God, guys, help me. But also, there's also a special case for June because I spent actually, on top of the $95, I spent another $170. I actually spent it on a web because the, the thing is that I'm going to be working from home until further notice anyway. So then I thought to myself, you know, since I'm going to be in this bedroom, so-called office, for the next few months, you know, maybe until the end of the year, who knows, might as well invest in a good webcam. So that's what I did. Maybe, you know, we, sh we could take a, a moment to think about our own, uh, our own budgets, you know, how are we spending, what are we spending on? It's, it's probably different for everyone. There was a study, you know, in 2008 on the topic of how spending behavior is altered after disasters or events. So basically, event-induced stress can change spending behaviours quite radically. The study was interesting because they've actually interviewed victims of Hurricane Katrina. That was in 2006. And there was an interesting quote that I came across where this person was talking about their changed spending habits. And this is what they said. I started to buy uh, because I felt like I didn't have any control over the situation. I justified these purchases because I need some control over my life. And that was something that really stood out to me because it speaks a lot to even our situation. Although it's not quite the same, we didn't go through like a hurricane. But of course, we're in a, in a time of like, you know, a pandemic and a lot of panic is going around and people are feeling, I think unsurprisingly, down and flattened by all of this that's happening. And, and you know, COVID is certainly a very stressful event, not just for Singapore, but like for the rest of the world. And we're all worried for our health and safety and our loved ones as well. But I also don't want us to, you know, discount the, the ripple effect that I think we've all probably felt on a micro level, like individually, because look, we're all shuttered away at home. We've turned our bedrooms, the place where you sleep into a place where you're working it has to affect us, I mean, on an emotional level and mentally as well. And uh, I'm not going to lie, it, it's also had an effect on me in more ways than one. And I could, you know, owe part of this changed spending behavior to the way I'm responding emotionally to what's happened in the last two months. And now we're moving into a new normal, whatever that looks like. Personally, the conclusions that I can draw about myself is that I'm coping by redirecting my unspent energy and my anxiety, you know, into other things. I guess what I really want to know is, like, how are you guys doing? What's your new normal, you know? How has your budget changed? And if you haven't thought about how your budget has changed, <clears throat> I think it's a good time to pause for a while, take stock, you know, figure out where your money is going. Because your money is going somewhere. I think it's really important that we understand where all of that is going and if you need to recalibrate your budget to suit the times, absolutely do so. Because, well, what it comes down to is human beings, we need routine, we need direction. And whether consciously or not, we're all grasping for a new normal. And that shows in our spending behaviour, honestly. You want to know about a person's lifestyle, just look at their budget sheet. And you know what? I think that's okay. It's okay that our spending behaviour has changed, but we shouldn't let it go, like, unmonitored. We should give it a bit more thought. It's emotional. It's not just that we're restless. We are affected by what has happened, what is still happening, and that's fair. But of course, you're probably thinking uh, there's probably forms of unhealthy spending, right? And 
I say to you that you are right. So remember the research I quoted earlier about event-induced stress changing people's spending behaviours? This doesn't really just apply to the fact that we're dealing with COVID and working from home, but you know, for the sake of staying on topic, maybe things aren't smooth sailing on your end in terms of work. Maybe you got a pay cut. Maybe you don't have any gigs or clients to work with and you're not earning. So much of these events, you know, relating to maybe our income, our career, they really can cause the feeling that you've lost control of your life. And indulgent spending behavior, I think it's actually to be expected, you know, unless you're somebody who naturally uh, won't lean on things like retail therapy to like cope with what's going on inside. But this, you know, this changed behavior, I think we ought to pay a bit more attention to it because it can turn unhealthy if left unchecked, meaning you're probably spending money without really thinking about it. Maybe you're aggressively shopping online, buying things you don't really need, but you think or you hope it will give you comfort. And to me, I think it's pretty simple. Like if you wouldn't buy it pre-COVID, you probably shouldn't buy it now. But of course, that's a case-by-case kind of thing. You know, I'm not, I'm not here to be like, stop spending on things that aren't like your bills or your food. It's, it's not really like that. We have to be aware that things can become unhealthy if we don't really like pay attention to them. So what can we do about it? I think the first thing to do is that we need to look at our budget again. It's what I did. You know, I looked at my transactions from the last two months and I'm trying to figure out where I've deviated from the norm. Revisit your spreadsheets, your budget sheets, and really be honest about what you're spending on. Question yourself, not just before you you hit the buy button, but also afterwards. As you do your monthly reviews, especially if you know that, or you get the sense that maybe you're going through a deficit, maybe you're spending more money than you usually do. You know, this can't go on forever. If not, you'll start dipping into your savings eventually. So look at your transactions, look at your budget, ask yourself, what can you do without? And it can be hard because it's money and Again, it's linked to, you know, your emotions and maybe you feel like you need this. You really do. My advice, I guess, is if you can't get through this on your own, don't. Pull somebody in for, like, accountability. This means, you know, maybe you talk to your spouse, your partner, your friend or family member, somebody staying at home with you. And instead of spending all this money without really thinking about it, and personally, I've come close to doing that, okay, reach out to somebody, start talking about it, and get to the root of the issue. I don't think it's really because you want... What are you hoping this item will do for you? Is it really going to work? Or do you really just need to talk about how you're feeling? I think that's really important to be in touch with somebody who can help you stay on track if you can't do it on your own. And so it seems like working from home is really becoming uh, our new normal, or at least a permanent fixture in most of our lives, for the time being, maybe until the end of the year, for most of the workforce. So what does that mean for you and your money, or me and my money? The way we're spending right now might actually revert once we transition back to reopening Singapore. But, on the other hand, our budgets might not switch back. They might change into something else entirely. The idea is that, you know, your budget is not a static thing that you just set and forget for the next five years. As you change, as your circumstances change, so will your budget. And this applies to even outside of COVID. One day when we're living in a COVID-free world, your budget is still going to change and adapt, as you do. Pre-marriage expenditure is not going to look the same as post-marriage expenditure. Having a baby or two will force you to alter your budget yet again. The idea is that we really have to stay on top of our budget at every turn. 
And as we wrap up this session, where I've basically just been verbally blogging at you for the past 20 or so minutes, I'm thinking right now about ways to save money from my new habits. So right off the bat, it's uh, probably having to say goodbye to Food Panda or lowering the frequency at which you know I get food from the app. Maybe it's time for me to slow down on the gaming too. It's very hard to have to say those words. But what about you? How can you work to fix and secure your budget to protect yourself from overspending in a time where we're turning to excess, to cope with our stress, our restlessness? This is, I think, worth thinking about, even for five minutes. If you have any thoughts, you know, any tips, maybe you want to give me a piece of advice, I welcome it, honestly. Um... If you have anything that you want to share with, with me or with the team, uh, just reach out to us you know, on Facebook, uh, on Instagram, uh, drop, drop us a line, you know, uh, talk about how work from home has worked out for you, how has work from home destroyed your budget and now you're broke. <laughs> um, you know, we want to hear from you. Reach out to us and uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. So yeah, see you guys then. <laughs>